Okay, so we are recording. I'm gonna go ahead and um, allow each individual to share their business mission, why they started, and you know, just a little bit about their brand. So I'll start with you, Charlie. Um, if you could just come on and let everybody know um, what you do and why you started. So I'm Charlie Stager, and our mission is designing first impressions that last. That's our mission. And we do that by providing premium home staging, <clears throat> residential and commercial staging and decorating services for everyone, including awesome. Airbnb designs. And what made you start and, this, Charlie? So we got started because I we were doing fix and flips. And so I knew I had to stage the house that I was flipping. And I figured, why well, just put everything in storage and not make any money? I can stage for other people while I'm flipping my other houses. And there goes CKD Home Staging and Designs. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. Um, what is one piece of advice that you give to your clients on the daily? I tell my clients to be flexible and open and to have patience. Design takes patience. You can get it done. You got a million dollars and get everything done one time. Mm -hmm. But if you, you know, if you want to get, the, I, I try to specialize in people on a budget and that's almost everybody usually on a budget, be a million dollar budget or $10 budget. Very true. Patient is, patient is the key. Design takes patient. I love that. And I love the fact that you stated that you could be on a million dollar budget or a $10 budget. It does really take um, time and the right person who's going to listen to your needs and take care of you. So um, thank you, Charlie. Um, what is yeah. your website for everyone, just in case you didn't already give it? So my website is C as in cat, K as in kite, D as in dog, homestaging.com, ckdhomestaging.com. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us in the room. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. And yeah. I will be sharing all of your business opportunities in our virtual um, live event wall. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, so Leslie, I'm gonna go ahead and move on to you now. If you could just please share your business, um, why you started, your passion, a little bit more information about what you provide. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm Leslie with Ill Little Financial Services. I am a independent representative of World Financial Group, WFG. Um, why I got into this business is because a lot of um, people are not knowledgeable of the finance world and it they don't understand how valuable life insurance can actually help them living as well as opposed to losing a loved one and how it can leave uh, a legacy of wealth for their children, grandkids to be passed on. And that's my passion to um, help as many families as I can and educate as many families as I can regarding um, finances and also life insurance. <laughs> you muted. <laughs> <laughs> you mute. Okay, we're gonna have some giggles in this interview because I put myself on mute so that I could be respectful of your light 
and I forgot I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> talking my little heart out, and I'm just thinking that you know you hear everything that I'm saying, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, they can't see this, but they're gonna hear this. But it's hilarious. So, um, Leslie, what I was gonna ask when I was over there talking to myself was, um. Where did your passion, um, I can't remember if you said this in the beginning, but where did your passion for like financial literacy come from and why did you choose this to pursue out of all the businesses that you could have selected? Um, I've always been in the business world, but when it came to me, really, I knew that people needed insurance, but I only thought it was for like, hey, if someone passes away, you need the money to just bury them. I never knew the other benefits of life insurance until I got connected with some people and I started learning different things. And I was like, whoa, I never knew. Um, and I said, wow, let me get into this and I can start my own business by connecting with another company for a low um, startup cost. And they helped me build my business and also help educate families in the process of me building businesses, my business, and also those families that I help, they have an opportunity of joining the business as well. So it's not just limited because they're a client, they can join and build a business as well. That's awesome. And I think that um, financial literacy is like one of those topics that people don't want to discuss enough, like, because it's not mm -hmm. always fun for people. If you didn't know about, you know, finance and how you can save and how you can make money through insurance or health insurance, then it's not going to be as fun. And then if you have to sit down and look at all of the gaps where you're not protected in your life, that's not always a fun conversation. But I think it comes down to prioritization because if you can spend, you know, X amount of money on a really nice handbag or some cute clothes or this, then you can spend a little bit of money on making sure that you're protected while you're alive and that you're taking care of yourself. Because if there's one thing that I've learned from following your network is that um, life insurance isn't just for the emergencies. It isn't just about you right. know having it for support. It's about making money. So could you share just a little bit more about that topic for me, for everyone who's listening? Yes, in regards to um, making money, of course you're building a business. And it's like, most people think of it as a pyramid, but I always tell people like, if you're working on that regular nine to five, it's a pyramid too, because you have a head, somebody up under that. If if you look at the organizational chart, it's a pyramid. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and usually the employees, you are at the bottom of that pyramid. Yeah. So why don't you just start a business where you are, you come in, it may be a pyramid, but the objective is to lift, as we used to say in accounting, lift as we climb with National Association of Black Accountants. So mm -hmm. as the person that brought me in is building me, if Keaton, when you come in, my goal is to build you. And we're all building each other and we're making money. And what I mean, of course, when you're writing um, policies, you make money off that. And it also, and that's, and that's a, you know, that can be a conversation for a different day because it, it kind of gets technical when you go into the commissions mm -hmm. um, of it. Cause you have the regular commission, you have your overrides. Um, and once you build your business, you get to a point where you're the people that you're bringing in, they're working effectively where those overrides get you to a point where you can really, you really don't have to write policies anymore, but you can still be helping your team. And some people are just, you know, 
love their team or love the development that they stay in the um not really stay in not saying stay in the business but they still continue to write policies help their business partners um but that's basically how it works you um and then also you can get your security license and that's helping people who retire and want to you know um put their money get more interest or build their money more that's another way and you, the company helps so it's like you're benefiting from the company as far as they are allowing you to take these classes in finance to get licensed to help other people. Whereas instead of going to school like four years trying to get this same thing is equivalent to a degree in finance, basically. Yeah, that's crazy too. That's, I yeah. like that you mentioned that because um, sometimes people feel like there's nothing wrong with going to school. It's great to be educated and go get educated, but depending upon what you're doing, School isn't the only route that you have to take, depending right. on what you're doing. Now, if you're going to operate on teeth, I might tell you, go ahead and just go on college. <laughs> right. Because, you know, these colleges or whatever course that you're trying to take to operate on teeth might not be the best route. But for things where, you know, it's going to equate to that, why not take mm -hmm. that route and get you a business? Talk to people who have been in the business. Because one thing that people don't share enough is that having um, that college education on that degree or whatever it is that you're studying doesn't always yeah. equate to getting that job. So, that so true. I have run across people who, um, as a store manager, did not graduate with, um, with the title of, you know, store management, business management, or anything like that, but was able mm -hmm. to become a store manager at the age of 21. And I was hiring people who had retail degrees, master degrees, hiring them to work as assistants, as uh, store associates. And these are people who are actively trying to get that store manager role. So it's not always about that, um, you know, what's behind you. It's about, do you have what it takes to complete it? And do you have the knowledge? So why not go get the knowledge for a more reasonable price if it's available? Do the research and check, check it out. That's a really good deal if that's the case. You know what I mean? Right. And one of the great things about it is, you know, how a regular business, if you're starting from scratch, how you have to create your own website, you have mm -hmm. to generate your own email, you need yep. your own marketing materials. The great thing about the company is all of this stuff is readily available for you. So okay. you all you have to do is know how to get learn the terminology, learn the information. And I tell people this is not something you're going to learn in the day. It's not something you're going to learn in six months. Majority of it. But um when it comes to finances and the life insurance world is deep so it's gonna take time and that's why you have great people connected to you to teach you and if you you don't understand it first we are your mouthpiece until you are ready to be let go and still at times you may need somebody to hold your hand but there's nothing wrong with it we're here to help yeah I like that you mentioned that too because um I think the value in what you're doing is that people can go and, like you said, be their own boss, but know the ins and out of the business, like being able to have someone teach you and walk you through these steps so you can mm -hmm. then go train people and you can get commission off of stuff. If you're someone who is passionate about getting commission or, you know, being able to get credit for referring people, why not have your own business where people can come to you? I think that that's awesome, especially Family-wise, I feel like every family should have one person who does something. So for example, if you got a family member who decorates houses like CKD home staging, you have a family member who's in insurance, you have a family member who sells clothing, like everyone in the family should have a different um, genre that they focus on. And then your whole community can go and support them. So I think that that's yeah. awesome that you're teaching people to like, become accountable. 
Right. And um, one thing about it as well that I like, Keaton, why I say we focus on people getting licensed when they first get in the business, because when you start, instead of me um, just writing your business and taking credit for it, we'll be working together and splitting that until you're ready to go on your on your own. So that's and I know most companies, you start off the person that brought you in, they getting all the money, you just getting bonus money. No, we want you to go ahead and get licensed so you can actually, we work together, whatever you may get paid, we split that. And then once you're ready, and sometimes it may be, hey, you know, you take all this money by yourself. It's a team, it's no greed. And sometimes yeah. you may run across that, but you just have to be connected to the right people. Yeah. So I love that. So it's not like attacking, you know, doggy dog, you know, striking right. each other to get to the sale type of thing. Because right. um, you yeah. just brought, brought me back. You gave me some flashbacks of when I first started <laughs> working in retail. Oh my goodness. Look, we'll have a quick little story time. But this was when I was a little bit younger and I didn't quite, I did have my voice, but I had to have it that day because I had a customer come in and I just thought to myself after that whole experience, I'm not doing this forever of being in an environment where you feel like you're competing with people so aggressively. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it to the point where no one's, we're not achieving anything as a team because everybody's out for themselves and you right. should want to do stuff. But like, why do I have to feel like I'm fighting people off just to help the person that I brought to the business? And I had um, mm -hmm. a time where I was assisting someone with some shoes and I was helping them. So I helped them. I got the sizes that they needed. Um, I was answering questions for them. These gentlemen just so happened to speak Spanish. Um, it was the their predominant language, so they weren't speaking in English. And so I was assisting them. And after I got all these shoes and stuff lined up for them, helped them, everything, pulled all the shoes from the front and the back for them, um, they went up to the cash rack and they got ready to purchase. And someone else decided that because she told them about the shoes, she pointed to them, that that meant that that should just go straight to her. <laughs> And I said, this commission, mm -mm, no, we're not going to be able to do this anymore because it's just, it's not <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a whole nother environment that people who are not a part of that kind of environment, they'll never understand it, but it's so stressful to every day have to be like, mm -hmm. is this person really trying to help me? Or is this person trying to make themselves look better so that, you know, they can hide the fact that maybe mm -hmm. they're not putting in that work. So I love the fact that mm -hmm. you guys are different about that and that you're focusing on holding their hand, like you said and really supporting right. them so it's not like here's a business peace out you know what i mean right yeah it's a lot oh, less scary I've, I've had two other businesses i've been where i had commissions one was um makeup not I, I, I can always go back well i can go back to both of the business one was i was an insurance producer mm -hmm. and um both of those businesses selling makeup and providing beauty mm -hmm. or more inner beauty which outer beauty and insurance products you're able to earn and serve you're able to earn mm -hmm. money and serve somebody you're able to show people the value they have in themselves and their children the children's children because right. when i was in the um, insurance industry we had a million dollar baby program we try to teach people how so you have uh, i think you put a policy on a child's eight weeks or older um, from eight weeks up old, right? So we try to teach them, hey, but to get this kind of policy, you, you, um, you, IUL for two hundred dollars a month, index yeah. fund, you know, and the blue chip stuff. And by trying to get thirty five, they have a possible worth the policy principal we worth a million dollars, and then mm -hmm. they can transfer the equity, you know, to the next person. And that's how 
white people, well, that's how other cultures, let me just specify any color. That's how right. other cultures, they have, what you say, Sean, they have one person that one or two people sell insurance, they all buy from that person. Yeah. They all get their policy mm-hmm. from that. And the other thing this one family did, they put a policy on the youngest person and a policy on the oldest person. So, mm-hmm. you know, when the older person passed, they split the money up and put the policy on the next. They took the money and they split the policy on the next oldest person. They use it as a financial a financial tool. But yeah. it's not, we have a way of thinking that, you know, insurance is for the last step. No, it's it's right. a product you can use your entire life. You get sick or some kind of critical mm-hmm. illness. You can use the money while you're alive. So when I learned the business, I was like, oh, well, I never knew this. So I, I don't do it anymore. But it's very a very productive business. And it's definitely mm-hmm. you can earn and serve. I did makeup, the same thing. I was able to show people, hey, you're beautiful inside. I can have enhance a little bit on the outside. Mm-hmm. And you can have an inner and outer match and have a big smile on your face. So, yeah. you know, and you know, and I always, when I was in the insurance, um, when I went to a networking um, conference, I go, I went, I think four times, four years in a row, that was their theme, earn and serve. It was learn, earn, and return, or earn and serve. That was their, that was the whole mission. Yeah. That when you're in business, that should be your mission to learn, earn, and return. I love that. Very um, purposeful. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening to this um, podcast, we're talking about, you know, financial literacy, um, having that generational wealth and starting at a young age or, or whatever age starting, it's never too late to grow and learn how to do things better financially for yourself, right. your family, for your future, um, for anything that you're trying to accomplish, like we said now, because like they were saying, it's not just about in the future when someone passes or in the future when an emergency happens. It's about creating that wealth now. So for people who are interested in that and you're looking for a business owner that's going to really try to help you, put you out there and help you grow your business, I highly recommend checking out Leslie. Um, She's very big and committed on making sure that you can get to the next level. And she's not going to hold back anything when it comes to your growth if you decide to partner with her. So it's 100% worth it. And um, there was also something else I was going to say. Oh, so uh, Leslie, could you just share for anyone who is interested in this financial journey, um, let them know what is the biggest thing that you have to have uh, characteristics wise? Like, what is it that you're looking for in a partner that would come onto this um, business opportunity? You you have to be a go-getter. You have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to take criticism you have to be willing to take um, take direction. Um, in order for you to be the greatest you, if there is someone willing to lead you to the top, um, sometimes we have to sit outside, uh, pride to the side and allow that person to guide you because you, you never know what you're walking into. Um, $125 invested in a business could put you and your family and in a wealthy legacy state where you are helping families and you can bring other family members on as well. But yeah, a go-getter, motivated, willing to learn, take criticism. And, you know, basically there's an actual guide. So basically the things that we give you don't, um, how we say, Keaton, if you give me something, say, hey, this is what I need you to do. Here's the, here's the script. Don't try to put ketone in it because I've tried that. <laughs> you know you know how we do sometimes? We're like, I'm going to do it my way. 
And yes. sometimes, and we we learn that okay, if they've been in the business and they are telling me to do this and they at the top, let me do it that way. And once I get familiar with, then I can start spicing it up. Yeah, with, with ketones. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Um, and that I'm not gonna lie. When I first got in business, that was me. Yeah, um, I'm like, I'm gonna do this how I want to do it. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust. I say trust the process. Just trust the process. Um, in in a business is not gonna be easy, but you have to trust the process because you're gonna get more no's before you get yeses. But I guarantee, if you stick with it, those yeses will come. Those referrals will will come, and then once you grow, people will see, oh, she reached out to me, and then that could be you never know people can come back to you and be like I see that you're doing great things you know yes and so, they will they will yeah. um, people are always that's something I try to tell people I really try to get to them before they get to that point where they think I'm just going to quit because when you quit although it's not permanent you can start up again every time that you quit you are um risking a chance that somebody was really ready to buy or spend some money mm -hmm. with you cannot do it so like I've had business owners I've had business peers where they're like yeah I quit, girl, I, I turned the page off or something. I'm like, why'd you do that? Because I had someone who wanted to purchase, you know, and then they came back and said, hey, I can't find this website or I can't find this page. So you never know how much somebody is ready to spend on you. You just need to be there, consistent and available. As long as they're right. there, you're consistent and you're available. When they are ready to drop the money, they will come and spend the money. I can't right. imagine how many people I would have missed out on if I said, I'm just going to quit. Nobody, I wouldn't have got those sales. I wouldn't have got business partners. I wouldn't have got people purchasing my services. I wouldn't have had mm -hmm. so many reviews. Like you can't quit. So on that note, yes. to end this, guys, I agree. thank you, Charlie. I, I did want to ask you both because um, this is something that I'm really exploring. So there's some business owners who are just not able to get past that computer screen or that audio, like the, the idea of a podcast interview, the idea of being on a virtual call in front of people, the idea of being on live is terrifying for people. So if you guys both, um, I'll start with you, Charlie, share, um, what would you say to those people who are scared to get past that? What kind of advice do you have and inspiration? Just take a deep breath and just jump in and you'll get better over time. I was one of those people. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to do public speaking. I didn't want to do anything like that. Um, nonetheless, I had good people coach me. I took, I have user elevation coach. I have my business partner here that coaches me and she also coached me in losing my weight. Yay. Yeah. And I had a um, wonderful uh, coach and mentor in the, my makeup business. We had wonderful coaches in our business. So, you, and you get a coach for each genre. There's no one coach do it all. One can do your, be your social media coach. One can be your life coach. One can be your, um, healthy mental coach one could be your weight um goals coach so it's nothing wrong with having different coaches like you have a football team have different coaches they have a defensive coach offensive coach special teams coach kicker coach so there's nothing wrong with that and just build your tribe i think one time you posted about who's in your tribe and yeah. we just have to uh sometimes you got people in the tribe they got to be off the aisle like survive okay you you miss you off the island bye <laughs> part of the tribe so don't be afraid to get people off the tribe but again, it's, 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 it's some people are natural at talking and get in front of people. Some people aren't. It doesn't mean you can't do it. Just take a deep breath. Start with a 30 second part and then maybe the next time a minute and build yourself up. 
I love that. And you you just broke down a whole bunch of different points, like um, the whole thing about the tribe. Yeah, maybe you're just not around the people that bring out the, the best or the fighter in you that makes you want to try new things and makes you feel good about trying new things and doesn't make you feel weird about celebrating your growth. Maybe you're not around the right the right people who put you in that light because that can make it play a huge difference in how you feel about your confidence and yourself. So thank you so much, Charlie. That's a really great point. Um, what about you, Leslie? What is your- you Oh, thank you. What is your advice, Leslie? Like, um, what would you say people, um, advice or inspiration that you have for people who are just scared to get past that and, you know, be interviewed, put themselves out there? Uh-oh. I can't hear you um, on your mic. Let me try muting and unmuting and let me know if that works. I think we had an issue with um, with uh, Leslie's ability to speak on the live, but I just want to yeah, say- She can um, get back in. Okay, perfect, perfect. I'll see what, what it does. If it allows her to come back in, then I'll have her share before we close out. And um, if not, I am, oh, there she is. Let's see if this will work. I'm not sure what happened then because oh, my volume went out. Um, but what advice can I give those who have trouble going in front of a camera mm -hmm. or talking to people? I would say um, take some take some classes, get with a mentor, um, take baby steps. Because I know if you're used to a certain way of communicating to your target audience and then stepping out of that comfort zone, it can be scary. So I would say find a mentor, take some classes to get you to where you need to be. And also sometimes just try little small things, even if you have to write a script and just do like a a 10 second live or like a 10 second video and just post it um just introducing yourself about your business but i would say in order to to grow you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone you have to get um you have to be uncomfortable to be comfortable yeah i love it i love it love it you know that's one of my favorite um topics so thank you so much um and my advice, I would say, uh, you guys hear me say this a lot, but basically to ask yourself what's more important, your comfort or achieving your goals, which one is more important? And then the next question you need to ask yourself is, are you afraid? Because sometimes that's what stops you or that's what makes you procrastinate. And if the answer is yes, I am afraid, the next question is, are you going to allow that fear to stop you from achieving what you set out to do? And right. by answering that question, that's going to tell you right there whether or not you need to find a new profession or you need to keep doing what you're going to do. So if you're going to allow that fear to stop you, then yes, it's time to go ahead and start looking into um, filling out some applications, becoming, um, right. you know, signing up as an assistant or things that are um, be behind the screens. But at some point in time, you're going to have to stand up and represent your business. It may not be on a live. It may not be on a podcast. It may be in, in person with someone. But if you are too afraid to do that and step out, um, you're going to hinder yourself. So I would say, don't let that fear hold you back. It's okay to have it. It's okay to be nervous, but don't let it stop you from achieving what you need to achieve. But there you have it, guys. So um, I have just interviewed Charlie Stager from CKD Home Staging and Leslie Little from Little Financial Services. 
You can reach out to both of them. Um, their contact information and their Facebook business pages will be attached at the bottom of the link um, to this podcast, and it will be shared on our event wall. If you're interested in being a part of this interview next time, you can join me in my virtual um, networking room where you can network with other business owners, engage, share your services, and it only costs $2.99 at the moment to be a part of these rooms. Thank you so much for um, joining and tuning in. And thank you, ladies, for coming on to um, the interview. Thank You're you for welcome. All righty. Goodbye to both of you and have an amazing evening. And I hope to see you in the future in some of our other events. All right. Good night. Good night, ladies. Good night. Good night.